Well, I think we've got, uh, you know, come a big step ahead for sure, but there are still some very uh, trying issues to be sorted out. And the main trust of this, a lot of the trust of this, is going around advertising with the UP, really, and enhancing their entrenched positions. And they're too entrenched, you know. They're not prepared to accommodate anything only their way. And the referendum, the Brexit referendum, showed that Northern Ireland wants to stay in the EU. They're not honouring their mandate. And they think that they want to be uh, English or British, and I think there was such... No, that's no problem to us. We've many different uh, people in Ireland nowadays identified as all sorts of different categorizations. But uh, uh, the identity, they can hold their identity and still get on with the business. So it has come a long way. But for us, I'm more concerned with business and for us down here. Are we in the deal or are we not in the deal? Because we've been calling for quite a while that any easements to business and to the movement of business up there should be also for here in the south and the port of the south uh, and coming in and out of Ireland that we should have similar um, ways of carrying out our movements and our business because otherwise the core of the EU of having balance and inclusiveness and a level playing pitch is all changed and we who stayed in and we who've paid a big big cost and big price to date for Brexit uh, we'll have further costs and further down, downward eroding of our links between Ireland and England and our ferries and how we do our business and our timeline of getting business. And Eugene, what in particular would you like to see included in any deal if, if, we do, if one manages to be brokered? Well, that the same easement would be offered to how we do business in and out of Southern Ireland. And that is a big problem under the Customs Union Code of the EU because every product you can think of is listed in that custom code and has to be declared under whichever code applies to the relevant authorities as you come and go. It's not an, an opt-in or not out, opt-out based. And yet there'll be green names for most stuff coming from the UK into Northern Ireland. And their indication today is that they're not going to glide very rigidly anyway. So with no border into the south, which is fine politically, but all products would be either be brought in pretty freely into the north, with no border to the south, they'll find their way down here. They did when there was a border, so why wouldn't they when there is no border? Don't try and tell us differently. And it will shift the balance of trade for steel and for any kind of product, really, to be purchased in the north rather than the south. So it'll hit our traders, it'll hit the haulier, because loads at the moment coming back into the UK because of the downward turn of business are very difficult now. So in turn, we will have to increase the outward cost by about a third to 50% to cover that you'll only get one in three loads coming back. So it does reflect and it does cost a lot of money. So if there's easements, it should be fair and equal and to the side of the border as well. Do you feel, Eugene, the current deal has just led to a lot of unnecessary damage? And would you worry, you know, you mentioned your concerns around the DUP that, you know, they've flagged up, I suppose, that, that they feel that the, the protocol threatens their position in the United Kingdom, but, that, you know, they had their seven uh, questions that they needed answered before they'd be satisfied, but that perhaps at the heart of it lies uh, just a desire not to go into government with Sinn Féin in the North where they would be, uh, you know, Geoffrey Donaldson would be Deputy First Minister, it'd be the first time Unionists would be, I know it's a joint ministerialship, but in reality he'd be Deputy Minister and that really they don't want to be pushed into that position and that they will find another reason not to give the thumbs up to this deal. 
Well, that's the history of them. That's the way they've done their business always. When one when position is started or fairly reasonably started to get on with your business, they come up with another, uh, some other problem to try and put in the way to keep their relevance. But that's on the political side. And, um, you know, as I said, the different reasoning why there. But on the business side, for us, for our negotiators, now I've written to Michal Martin as Minister of Foreign Affairs, but also as teacher, and to Mario Selevic, uh, who is the lead negotiator for the EU side. And um, it's important for us that it should be configured in an all-Ireland basis for trade, and the distortions should be balanced. And we can't have them. And just because the unions want to do a dance, it's the totality of Ireland that's in play. It's not just Northern Ireland. That's what I'm saying. That it's not individualised or just to one corner of the country. It is our island as a whole. It's very much in play now. Not just the, the unions and not just Northern Ireland. Because everyone sees the cost and the spiralling of costs we've had through the war. Well, we've self-created this to a degree of extra price hikes because of all the controls, because of Brexit, and the delays and delays and timelines. As I've said, I don't want to repeat it again and bore your listeners, but they're aware of it, uh, coming to the door or, or in the shop at the price they're paying. As regards the units, yes, they should be seen to uh, politically as best we can. You should. We have, I think that's under the... Uh, send Mark to the whoever he was talking to said turn the other cheek and try and get a balance. But I think we've done that and we've been to over backward to try and get a balance and to try and help the situation. And I wish him the best of luck in that. But please take it on an all Ireland basis and to keep us in mind as regards keeping a level playing field and being able to do trade seamlessly. There's no reason, I think, within the this agreement for Northern Ireland that we can't have a bilateral agreement with the UK uh, within the European Union, but a bilateral recognising our old trading positions, the volume of trade we do. We are the next door neighbours of the fifth wealthiest country and the fifth biggest market in the world. And we're putting all sorts of road barriers and problems in our way through controls, not money, not revenue needed, just control mechanism to be sure, to be sure, that nothing from outside the world gets into the EU. Now, that's a EU and under the customs code. But within all of that, there can be a singular bilateral encompassed into both these political negotiations and also into the customs union code. Anything from the UK, anything from Ireland, that travels freely between each other, or anything of UK-EU composite. Uh, can come into Ireland freely, as long as we don't repopulate the rest of Europe with those goods. And by repopulating, I say that we might send it back out on the direct ferries or anything like that into the EU. So we give the guarantees there. We make sure it's not refed in. And we also give the guarantees, if we have an agreement to say, that we're willing to take the goods we've taken all our life, the conflicts and whatever other goods on the shelf, simple stuff, plus a big one for building is steel and that the standard of steel and the quality of it and uh, the whatever other guidelines are around steel to the to the top quality all of that would be encompassed in the agreement that it would be of this uh, quality and we'd be willing to take it in to the on a bilateral and have freedom of movement bilaterally i think it's it's attainable i think we should have it from our side 
within these negotiations. You know, these are all political talks and sorting the political problem. And all of the countries of you have been very good to Ireland politically to try and support us to get this across the line. But practically, in a, in a variety and range of um, uh, services we do in the EU, the practical reality hasn't been following up the political reality that okay. quickly. And we need practically practical reality brought to this, both for, for, for just freedom of everything, but per, particularly around freedom of doing business.